0: table at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law enforcement issues, but we do from a law enforcement perspective. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our panelists. Guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, Uh, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor, Ward Mythaler. And all retired, I think tonight, we have uh, Ron McMullen, major. We have Captain Brett Bartlett. We have uh, officer Andrea Casal who's the most recently retired, and we have producer Will Statzer, who makes it all happen. So thanks for being on the show, guys, this evening. Appreciate it. A shout out to our sponsors. We have Calm Case Management, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, Extra Duty Solutions, and Viridian Weapon Technologies. We are powered by Pexip. And, um, you know, guys, we have a a great lineup for you. And also for the radio listeners, we are on Boss Hog Radio Network and the Cutting Edge Radio Network. Uh, Now, as far as stories go, we've got, I think, 10 videos uh, tonight we're going to be talking about. And for our radio listeners, if you want to watch the videos that we're talking about before the show or while you're listening to us, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Leo Roundtable. And uh, I've got all the show topics up there in advance. I do that every Monday before we do our live show at Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern time. So check that out as well. All right. Let's go ahead and get started. Now, our first one and our main topics, they're hot topics. Most of them are on Police One. So we're on policeone.com this evening. And the title of the article is, is the top five law enforcement game changers of 2020. I don't know if you guys are going to agree or not. We haven't talked about this you know, before the show. So the subtitle is in a year that brought relentless challenges. These are the five events the P1, Police 1 team, and our readership viewed as having the most significant impact. They start off with COVID-19 pandemic. The second one is, of course, the George Floyd protest. Can't forget about that. We've got the election of Joe Biden and, of course, how it might change law enforcement uh, for the next four years. I still am predicting that Donald Trump will remain president, stay in the White House, that they will determine that he was duly elected. All right. But the fourth one is bail reform and crime spikes. And the fifth one is red flag law abuse. And they had actually... Um, predicted this in a previous uh, P1 article. And there was a woman who attempted, uh, but she failed to target a university police officer. He was involved in a fatal on-duty shooting, uh, on-duty shooting back in 2017, and it didn't work. But anyhow, she tried as best she could. So what do you guys, our panelists, what do you guys think about these topics? Is there anything missing? Do you agree with the uh, the list of the five, Captain Bartlett?
1: I, I, I agree with the list, and I'm on board with you when it comes to Biden versus Trump. But I think all of these... All of these topics are going to be exacerbated if Biden ends up being the president. The uh, uh, you know he wants us to be matched up for another hundred days. He wants the fear factor going out there because you know when the populace is afraid, then they can be controlled. Uh, the anti-police uh, rhetoric is going to go up. Um, the bail reform, crime spikes, this all going to go up. And I bet you, I bet you, one of his. One of his, if he gets in, one of his uh, orders, his presidential edicts is going to have something to do with red flags and guns and all that, some some type of national level uh, gun crap. But uh, I don't think he's going to get elected either because uh, I just
0: don't think so. All right. Thank you, Captain Major Ron.
2: (laughs) I pretty much agree with the list also. there's always someone to try to abuse a red flag. You knew that was coming. They want to test its veracity. So you knew that was coming. Um, but I just, the George Floyd thing, I think was the most impactful. And um, because I think every cop in America that saw that video knew what was coming. You know, everyone knew what was coming. They knew their summer was shot, they knew their vacations were killed. They say, this idiot just screwed up our entire law enforcement profession. And they were correct, everyone's correct. you know. So that was the most impactful for me.
0: Wow, and that's a good point. I don't know of a law enforcement officer yet, a reputable one that's ever endorsed uh, what what he did in in, in that situation. So um, thank you, thank you, Major, for pointing that out. Now, let's go to Attorney <laughs> Attorney Ward Meithaler.
3: Ward Meithaler, never heard of the guy in my life. I'm, I'm incognito on this one. I don't want my comments to be known by the next police officer who stops me for speeding. I was, uh, I was amused by the COVID part of this article. It said there's a hundred deaths from police officers. Now let's look at the hard statistics. We do that when we talk about police shootings and we generally talk about 700,000 police officers. So that means the death rate from COVID among the police is one out of 7,000. In the United States, the average is one out of 1,000. So the police officers are way less likely to die from COVID than the general population. In my age group, it's one out of 733 uh, uh, people. So I'm 10 times more likely to die of COVID than a police officer. With respect to COVID cases, I couldn't find uh, any statistics, national statistics, but I did look at the statistics for New York City, which I thought would have the most COVID cases. They have 36,000 officers and they had, um, let's see here, 875 cases. That's one case per 41 officers. The national average is one case per 18 people. Um, So I don't think this is is quite the problem that the author presents here. There was even a comment in this article about how police officers should get hazard pay, even compared it to uh, uh, soldiers in combat they want tax-free money, seriously? My response to that is quit whining, go back to work and count your blessings, especially in those police departments where higher IQ is a disqualification.
0: Wow, you know, while you're while you're talking, I don't know who picked up on it, but you know, the captain Captain Brett raised a mug to uh, to him, and that's just going to encourage him, Captain and, and Major Ron. I don't know if you noticed or not. Uh, number one, obviously, well, some people on the show know that that Ward is he's out of the country, so I think it's obvious, you know, that you know his at his location, he's been um, he's been taken over by some insurgents, and they've taken over the video feed. <laughs> And they never, they failed to mention, you know, they talked about in his age group, but I didn't hear any mention of what the age group actually was. What do you think? (laughs)
2: Exactly. Exactly. And I I thought it was John Lennon, first of all, the reincarnation. But wow but when I looked at the pandemic, I was looking at it less from um, a perspective of uh, officers getting it really than the situation at hand, like keeping the masses, you know, terrified every day and, and trying to, um, and just trying to enforce laws within that. And do you arrest people? Do you not arrest people? Uh, you you touch someone now, do you take the whole squad and send them home? Or, you know, at first it, you started everyone who came in contact with everyone, okay, they had to go quarantine. Then it began, well, he, was, he wasn't there 15 minutes. Well, he wasn't this close or that close because, you know, eventually the, the entire damn department would be sitting at home for two weeks at a time. So it was that was uh, the impactful stuff, you know, and it's deadly, it can be deadly, but that's why it sort of impacted me. But it wasn't the, the, the greatest for me. And I, I like that Ward did all those stats because it brings everything into perspective. And I wish um, the people at hand that are trying to set the narrative would do the same thing
1: on all things. Facts matter.
0: All right, thank you, Major. Appreciate it. Now, guys, uh, we are doing primarily a radio show, so that's all the equipment for our listeners that are seeing. And we got to take our commercial breaks, and it's down to the to the last second. It's got to be timed perfectly. And so you'll see us uh, doing that on the show. Producer Will is going to make it all look just perfect when he gets done doing the production side of it. So I've got um, around three minutes left. I'm going to go ahead and start this article. We'll take a commercial break, and we'll get back to it. And this is one we've been waiting to cover and it's on policeone.com. Uh, now, uh, Producer Will, did you want to add something or? Um, yeah, uh, MVS just donated and he wishes everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Wow, MVS, thank you so much. He kind of snuck it in there. I, I didn't even have a chance to see it, so uh, thank you. He's a big supporter of the show, so we uh, so we do appreciate it. And uh, thank you for the Merry Christmas. Now uh, on police1.com, LA Police Commission, says that officer broke policy with the final two shots in a fatal encounter. Now, uh, wow, it, it's, a, it's really a, an interesting article. There's a lot of video. We're going to have all this video associated with it, but the Los Angeles Police Commission, they ruled on Tuesday that LAPD officer Tony McBride female broke department policy when she continued shooting Daniel Hernandez during a fatal encounter. It happened back in April and they decided that McBride's first four shots were actually justified, but her fifth and her sixth shots were not. And and again, I'm totally just repeating what they're saying in the article because I don't necessarily agree with it. Hernandez has been involved in a vehicle, uh, or had been involved in a vehicle collision, and it happened on April the 22nd when McBride and her partner arrived on the scene. Now, the video showed McBride repeatedly telling him to drop a box cutter that he had in his hand as he's approaching her, and then she shoots him six times in a matter of seconds. Now, Hernandez uh, went down to the asphalt, or bad guy, after the first two shots, but then he quickly pushes himself up and forward again, and then she fires... um, four more rounds and of course there's verbalization that they didn't mention but the final two shots were um fired i guess as he was on the ground but it doesn't say that he was actually getting back up again which he was now the commission's uh, decision in this controversial case made it a rare 4-1 split vote and it matched the recommendation of the staff in the LAPD Inspector General's office, who also reviewed the shooting. But it broke with the LAPD chief, who's Michael Moore, who had recommended that all six shots uh, be found justified. And um, they also heard emotional testimony from Hernandez's mother, his daughter, and five of his siblings during the uh, meeting they had. It happened on Tuesday. And of course, they denounced the shooting, called for McBride, the, the female cop, to be prosecuted for murder and they remembered Hernandez, the deceased, as a doting father and son who helped his parents with their carpet business. And um, what punishment McBride will actually get, it falls in the hands of Chief Moore, who said on Tuesday afternoon that he's not made any decisions. And this case has drawn widespread attention in, the, uh, in part due to McBride's controversial, um, her um, sh- sharpshooting influence on social media. Now, I'm going to get into that in, uh, in just a second. And before I do, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll pick, but we'll be right back, guys. All right. I would like you guys to check out column case management software for the life cycle of your case. Now, some of the biggest clients are Chicago PD, New Orleans PD, the Texas Department of Insurance, and the Inspector General of Ohio. But their typical agency has only 15 to 30 investigators that actually use the software why you might ask it's because the data is not only easy to enter in the manage, but you can also quickly drag and drop any size attachment, including video, into your case. They also have a link analysis module, a community policing module, small reporting, and their mobile-first technology means that you can do all this from your smartphone, your laptop, or your desktop. They also have a 24-hour help desk that will respond to you within only 30 to 45 seconds. Now, Column Case has also launched a neighbors compliant records management application, and for a limited time, you can mention the name of this show, Leo Roundtable, and get a free two-year subscription. So, from the opening complaint to case closed, let like Column manage the lifecycle of your case. You can visit them at columncase.com or schedule a free demo by emailing them at infocolumncase.com. At Hey, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable show. So we kind of left off when we we're talking about McBride, our female police officer. So, and she's uh, she's a very nice-looking female police officer. Uh, she has a controversial persona that's uh, as a dolled-up, sharp-shooting influencer on social media. Her critics say that she glorifies police violence because of the influence in her uh, policing circles of her father, who's Jamie McBride. He's also one of nine directors in the Los Angeles Police Protective <clears throat> League. He's It's union-related. Uh, now... um. I'm getting some background noise, too. Um, guys, just so you know, I've got uh, Ward or Brett. Um, now, the police commission's administrative decision on Tuesday has no bearing on the attorney general's review, which is ongoing, and uh, I guess um, Armaldo Casillas, he's the attorney for Hernandez's family, said that he was happy with the commission, uh, They're finding that McBride was at fault, but that Moore's stance smacked of favoritism, and of course, Moore's the chief. Now, the commission also voted unanimously and in line with recommendations from the inspector general and more that the tactics used by McBride's partner um, who did not engage the bad guy, that broke department policy. So you've got, you know, on one side they're saying, you know, the officer McBride did too much, but the partner, um, you know, didn't do enough. So that's kind of where we're at now. Ed Abashi, he's a Plumis County uh, deputy, a police shooting expert who investigates use of deadly force. He said that McBride demonstrated, this is quote, Demonstrated professionalism and solid tactics, unquote, as Hernandez posed um, an immediate threat, not only to her, but to many of the bystanders that were in the area. And he also said she just uh, what every officer would do and shoots an immediate deadly threat. He could have gone right and left and been in that crowd of onlookers, and she did not panic. Abashi said that the commission's decision was a completely uninformed and unrealistic assessment of the situation McBride found herself in, said that it seemed to be punishing McBride for keeping her cool and pausing between shots instead of immediately unloading her entire magazine. All right, guys. So that's what we have. Um, Comments on this? Curious what you guys think. All right, Captain Bartlett,
1: you're up first. All right, let's, let's circle around before we get to the trigger pull. She showed very good tactics, very good voice control, good control of the situation. She's trying to place officers in the right place. So the guy comes out in the middle of the street. I applaud her for this, at least this. No loss of control of her voice. She gave very good commands, very clear commands. She didn't, she didn't do the, well, let's just wait and see what happens. She saw over her shoulder, or, or I'm sorry, ahead of her, There was a crowd of people that did not respond when she said, you guys need to leave. So she fired the, he came out with a knife, two shots. He went down. He tried to get back up two more shots. He went down. He tried to get back up two more shots. Y'all, I haven't seen such good shooting in any of the videos. We've seen in a long time. Controlled pairs of shots, controlled pairs. Eight shots,
0: baby. And they all landed. Unbelievable. Controlled
1: pairs. Now going to her, her persona, of course she's gonna be attacked. She's uh, She was on the front page of the Blue Press, which is a, a Dylan uh, uh, reloading equipment uh, magazine that comes out every few months. They have product and they have articles, always very useful stuff, and she was on the front page of that. Of course the family's crying, of course the family's distraught. No kidding, they lost a relative. But damn, how about the relative who came out with the knife in the middle of the street? What about that guy? I lament the fact that he could have killed somebody if she hadn't have fired those shots. Good for her.
0: Thanks, Cap, man. I'm sorry. It was six shots, not eight. I just got excited, I guess, and went with the eight. But uh, we've mm-hmm. got Major Ron and, 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 and uh, Attorney Ward. Guys, uh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was, I was really curious to hear what Ward has to say, but I agree with Brett. Um, had he had the last two shots, if she lets him stand all the way up, now they're back into the in her line of sights That the people behind her, although she's such a great shot, she didn't miss. She did, everything landed. But to the people that are like talking about how violent, you know, she was, and how they and and you know their the, their issues with her, the family um, clearly there's more going on there. Clearly, the family have got to recognize that. I mean, I know it's your child, and you're going to love them regardless. But you're trying to demonize this woman. Um, and you're talking. I wonder how many of your kids play violent games, just silly violent games. I know my kids, you know, star for. But this is real life. He has a knife. She told you to get down. She asked. She made you. She, you know, she asked. She ordered, and then she made you. And unfortunately, this time it was a double tap. Boom, boom. He gets down. Then he gets back up. Boom, boom. And then, like the captain said, she he tries to get back up again. You know, he can't have that. The fact of the matter is if you had just listened to her and complied with her orders, you would still be alive today. You know, drop nope. the knife, drop the box cutter, get down.
0: Now, Major, you're, I'm I'm a little confused because you used the word boom boom on the show a lot. So but now you're using <laughs> boom boom and another so I, I don't know, I don't even know what to think. How do I interpret the boom boom in this in
1: this story?
2: <laughs> well, this boom boom I'm talking the shot, the double tap. And other time, other iterations of it, it's a uh, reference to someone's mental ability or lack thereof.
0: All right. Thank you for Let's go, Hit me,
2: Ward. We're going to argue. I know it, Ward. I can see the look on your face.
0: We got, we got less than two minutes, Ward, too, so um, go ahead.
3: Well, I'll probably take more than two minutes. Uh, my comments could be wrong, but I've seen this video at least 10 times in slow motion, including that, in slow motion. I've read numerous articles and absolutely nobody, including myself, thinks he tried to get up a third time or a second time. So my comments are based on the fact that he absolutely did not try to get up uh, when she did the third double tap. The first double tap, I think that's textbook and she's a great shot. He starts to get back up and she does another double tap. Again, I think that's textbook. There's a very, very slight pause And I wonder if she wasn't assessing whether a double tap, a third double tap was necessary or not. If she did, I think she was completely wrong. Uh, If she didn't do that, why didn't she do it? One of the experts in Los Angeles says that the departmental policy there is to do double taps and reassess and reassess after two shots. I don't know if that's true or not. I would really like to know because it would affect my opinion on this. Second, second, of all, I mean, the article, none of the articles ever tell you what the departmental violation was, whether it's something generic, um, uh, such as too much force, or whether it's, there's some specific violation. So I'd like to know what she was thinking between those, uh, between the fourth and fifth shots. By the way, there were six shots, but there were seven bullet holes. Uh, one of the, according to the autopsy report, one of the, one of the bullets went went through him twice apparently apparently they are able to, to figure out that the last two shots are the ones that killed him so if the last two shots were not justified well then uh, there's a serious lawsuit here um, so i would like to know
0: all right well look thank you ward hold that thought we're going to take another commercial break but we'll be right back <laughs> And guys, at this time, I do want to make sure that everybody knows how to best watch our show. So every Monday evening, seven o'clock Eastern Time, uh, we do a live show on YouTube from seven o'clock Eastern Time uh, till about eight thirty. And then producer Will gets involved, and we upload segments of that show. So we split that show up in the five parts, and he uploads them to YouTube and uh, to Rumble. Um, Tuesday through Saturday about 9 o'clock in the morning. So that's one of the best ways to watch the show because he embeds all the videos, the pictures that we talk about that we cannot show you you know, on the live show. Now, of course, if you wanna still see the video portion of it, you can go to our Facebook page and look at the stories before or during the show, which makes for a, a great way to watch it. Also. If you subscribe to our channel on youtube make sure you have your alerts turned on and you'll get notices where you can participate and actually converse with us during a live show like a lot of our youtube listeners are doing right now so check that out all right welcome back to the leo roundtable show now we're talking about this last shooting and uh, Ward was in the uh, in the midst of talking. So Ward, I'm gonna go and let you, uh, you know, finish what you were saying. I know Captain Bartlett wants to jump in too, but uh, but go ahead, Ward.
3: Okay, when I reviewed this, and again, it was in slow motion at times, one quarter speed, he was on the ground with his back to her when she let off the fourth shot, fourth and fifth shots. So I, I would invite you to go look at it. Uh, if that's the case, what possible justification is there for the fifth and sixth shots? He was absolutely no threat to anybody, and departmental violation was to do an assessment before you shot again. Uh, with respect to the video uh, and her activities, this isn't the only video that she's made. There's videos of her with John Wick, that is Grease, where they're joking about uh, the area where she works, which is Kit, which is uh, uh, nicknamed uh, Shooting Newton. It's a Newton division where they have the most shootings in LA. In fact, she's even, in one video, filming uh, having herself filmed at the, at the gun course with a t-shirt that says shooting Newman uh, with a skull on the back um, her nickname was Top Gun this in this particular video 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 she's objectifying her body using her status as a police officer and in my opinion glorifying guns especially the rapid shooting of guns and this is all I mean it all looks she looks to me like a, a very immature, trigger happy gunslinger. I, I think I think that this is not the type of image that the Los Angeles police, police Department should have. If a plaintiff, there's already two civil lawsuits against her, if these if these films get into evidence, it's gonna, it's gonna kill her. I'm amazed that the police chief didn't put a stop to this, tell her to stop her or, or discipline her for it. And all this is done so that she can market herself and make more money. In fact, at least that's my opinion, in fact, she was marketing a, um, a uh, what's it called? A challenge coin, which I've never heard of before, but apparently they're popular in the armed services and police departments. And her challenge coin, which by the way, she was selling for $25 a coin, had the Los Angeles badge on one side and her name with a clover leaf on a blue line on the other side. And and who knows how much money she was trying to make off of this. I think that's incredibly narcissistic, but perhaps more importantly, the badge is trademarked by the Los Angeles Police Department, and I'll bet you anything, she didn't have a license to use this. So I, I think that, um, I think she needs to be disciplined for her conduct with the video and her marketing. Uh, I'm withholding judgment at this point, depending on what the Attorney General finds out and what the policy is that was allegedly violated, and whether there's a two-shot policy and then a reassessment. Um, I think she's got some serious criminal problems if there is a two-shot policy because they have a criminal negligence standard in California, which someone's going to be looking at. The civil case, I think, from what I can see from the film, is very good.
0: Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you, Attorney Ward. I'm surprised. Uh, now, now, Captain, you're up. Um, I know that Ward was saying how he watched the video, I think, like, what, 20, 10, 20 times, and he, and he did a lot of slow motion stuff. I, I think I know which one of the videos he was doing the slow motion with and maybe some freeze frames, too. I don't know, but, uh, but go ahead,
1: Captain. Well, isn't hindsight 2020, 20 guys? <laughs> uh, what we don't have is what she was seeing. We have the cold, hard facts of her body camera. And We talked about this before, body cameras don't show what's going inside the person's head while they're pulling the trigger. I tell you, if I was, if I was her and I saw that guy, he, he tried to get up once, and in that brief second or so after he started moving again, why not? can't I decide he's trying to get back up? He's already done it once, why not again? Now, I kind of agree with Ward about her whole background and about that whole thing. I think that, you know, you, you, you throw yourself out there, the higher you are, the further you have to fall. I wouldn't have done any of that. But you know, I was a, I've was been a competitor my whole career. I was number one in the state of Florida, two years running. And, and there's people that can beat me all day long. These people are nationally recognized, they compete, So what does that mean for them? Does that mean that if they have to shoot a bad guy, they're going to suffer the same thing that she's suffering now? Now, maybe she took it further than she should have. The challenge coins, I I wouldn't have done that. But I'm telling you, from my perspective, as a police trainer and somebody who's been to school and learned all this stuff, that's a good shoot. I hope to God there is not a two-shot and then reassess policy in that that city because that's insane. It's dangerous. It's going to get some cop murdered. I encourage you guys to go back six years, read this article if you want, but here it is. Uh, uh, it was done by the Force Science Institute. Police officer reaction time to start and stop shooting the influence of decision-making and pattern recognition six years ago. And I'm telling you, the research these people have done fully vindicate what she did.
0: Well, thank you, Captain. Andrea.
4: Okay, real quick. First of all, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that um, the word threw out there about her I don't know what she looks like. Looking at the video just from um, the this, this scenario, there's different videos that you can watch. I thought it was a good shoot. If you actually I just rewatched it after Ward said, you know, to try and determine if he got up again. He was actually, if you look, it was one, two, he started to get up again. It was one, two, three, four, and then there was, you know, the shots were almost consecutive. After that, um, and you can see he still has the box cutter in his hand, and I, I wonder if that's part of what she's assessing. When you look at the video towards the end, it shows that the box cutter is still in his hand. Once he's actually he's down on his on his stomach, his back um, is actually faced up. It's not necessarily Adam, but the the fact is is that they still had to go in. They they needed to remove the knife. Um, from all of the videos and if you look at some of the first ones when we first touched on this there was a lot going on out there now remember we had the traffic crash we had other people that were inside vehicles she's yelling at them there was a lot of good control i don't know about her personal business or anything i've never thought that that was a good idea to sit there and market yourself market your body sit there and you know use that with law enforcement any of that it's not good it's never good when things like this come up if you sit there and you market yourself that way you're always subject to being um maybe evaluated a little bit differently in scenarios like this but you know that's just my opinion and that's a way that i chose not to be in my career but that doesn't mean that you know i mean i've judged other people for doing the same thing you know you sit there and i'm a police officer but yet i'm a bodybuilder and you know you use that as your platform it doesn't look good for the department but you know we have plenty of people that were on snapchat or that would do little dances that inappropriate but they do it and it gets them a lot of attention and you know the department doesn't shut it down because they look cute until somebody complains then they shut it down so clearly nobody complained beforehand but now they're going after that so i thank you ward for all that background now i'm gonna go check it out
0: all right ward the floor is yours
4: i didn't see a shred of
3: evidence that he was trying to get up a second time in fact there's no doubt in my mind that he was on the ground with his back turned when she shot the fifth and sixth shots. Now, my question is, the first double tap, she gave a warning, did a a double tap. He tried to get up and she gave another warning and did a double tap. That all makes perfect sense to me. This guy's been shot at least twice, and as we know now, four times. There's absolutely no way, there was absolutely no way he he was a threat as someone might be if they had a gun when it comes to reaction times. He looked to be at least 21 feet away probably further uh, so why didn't she give a second warning like she did after the before uh before the first uh, the second double tap why didn't she do it on the third double tap uh i, I don't know what she's thinking i'd like to know
0: well you know let me let me jump in here real quick and i know that i've got um about two minutes and 40 seconds before we gotta take our next hard break but um, you're right. We we don't have all the answers. One thing I would expect her to say is is that you know the background bothered me with the shooting. Now thank God she's a fantastic shot. Um, I have no problem with her being the great shot, and I know I know that we no one here has a problem with her being in such a great shot. But because she was a crowd of bystanders, nobody was injured because she passed through some lead out of that gun. It didn't hit anybody else, but the intended target. Now that guy was rolling up the, you know, they get back up again when she nailed him with the last two shots. Um, and if you pay attention, uh, he was not too far away from a crowd of on liquor onlookers on liquors. <laughs> and, uh, I did that for you. I did that food bar for you, Ron. And, uh, and there was actually a cop that was running, uh, behind him. And then another cop that was standing, uh, just, just out of view of him that just retreated to the car. So there was two police officers in a crowd. If he would have rolled as he was rolling when he was getting up or what I perceive as him getting up, he could have easily put him in a position where she would not have been able to shoot because of the risk of getting, um, you know, a background where she didn't want to risk it. So I I applaud her for taking those last two shots because we know how quickly somebody uh, can, even with a knife or with a stick or whatever, you know, can inflict deadly damage. So that's just my feeling on that. I know we've got uh, three open mics still and I've got uh, about Uh, a minute and 15 seconds. Go ahead. Really quick.
2: Ward, you said something that caught me. You said uh, it looked like he was about 21 feet away. Well, the safe zone is in excess of 36 feet because you know your reaction time. Brett can be better; can answer that better. But uh, 21 feet is not, you know, is not a safe zone to be away, even though you have just a knife or a box cutter. All right, thank Start
1: you. First, 21 foot. I've talked to the guy that came up with that rule. Here's his warning to all everybody listening. It's a freaking guideline, it was an experiment. What is she supposed to do? Look out there and go, that's 22 feet away, I can't shoot that guy. Remember this guys, we're seeing this in the hindsight of 2020, getting a chance to review that video over and over again. What we forget is what she was seeing in the moment, what her brain was telling her was going on in the moment and that counts. Now, as far as him taking six shots and continuing to move, let me take you back to the Miami shootout with the FBI agents. No we're killed. All right, Brad, they were, pull they that were that shot th- in that. the brain.
0: We'll be right back after this commercial break. I want to talk to you guys right now about something that's affecting our law enforcement agencies nationwide right now. Our country's crying out for accountability around who we hire to serve and protect them, and I've had a front row seat, and not only seen, but also experiencing the flaws in vetting and hiring law enforcement officers. It doesn't have to be this way, and our friends at Guardian Alliance Technologies, they have the solution. Now, Guardian has developed a CGIS compliant background investigative software platform that helps you uncover potentially problematic applicants in record time while helping to ensure that you have the best quality officers actually serving. There's no upfront fees or train fees, installation costs, or even a long-term contract or commitment. So I strongly recommend that you visit them today at guardianalliancetechnologies.com. Back to the leo Roundtable show all right guys did we have any more comments on that last shooter and story andrea did you want to throw something in
4: yeah i just want to add something when we talk about you know we don't have all the information i do recall that um one of the nine one one Tapes actually gave a lot more I think information and then I think that we also had a video maybe from a bystander that you know there was more going on there before so she had that information when we go to judge these shootings you know we're taking all of that in again I've talked about it you know before officers are getting all that information we're getting the updates sometimes we don't necessarily know that when we're not um, on the call or anything like that we're getting updates you have different things that you have knowledge of when you get there you know again with what Brett's saying you never know what all you know she had going on in her head when she fired those last couple of shots again they show that he had the box cutter still in his hand or it was right there by his hand on that last video so i just think that's something we all need to take in, into account
0: thanks andrea all right captain last thing i'll
1: say we're going back and i, I think i was cut off going back to the miami shoot out with the fbi uh 25 you know 3 decades ago those two bad guys at least one of the bad guys took a hit that everybody agreed that was going to be a fatal hit. It was going to kill him, but he was able to get out of his car and kill two FBI agents, and get back into the car and try to drive away, before the last agent who could move walked up and shot those two bad guys in the head. So don't tell me that just because we say we see a bad guy get shot that he's not going to get back up. That is horse crap, and it's proven wrong every time.
0: All right. Thank you, Captain. And you know, I for one, I, I i kind of like it when it looks like the agency's embracing her femininity and that they are marketing um you know maybe even attracting more female police officers she's awfully uh, obviously at the high end of that of that scale uh but um i looked
1: looked at some of her pictures chip her shooting pictures and, and they're off the mark they're just i would never have done it um you know, puts herself with firearms and, and, you know, it just doesn't look good. It's not professional. It is, it is, uh, uh I can't think of the word. It's just, it's wrong. It's what she, what the picture she was taking and post were just wrong. She shouldn't have done that, but it's her. She has a right. They're, They're salacious. In,
0: was that in slow that, motion, Brett? Right?
1: Very <laughs> slow. <laughs>
0: All right, Ward, you're, 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 uh, why don't you close us out on this, Ward, and we'll get to the next shooting.
3: Um, the problem with your analysis, Chip, is he was not trying to get up when she shot the fifth and sixth times. That's the whole problem I have with this. And I understand, I understand what Brett's saying. There's too much hindsight. But she did it right in the first place. She had a double tap and stopped. Why didn't she stop after uh, three and four? I'd like to hear the reason, because there was no justification. From what she could see, from what I could see on the camera, for the shooting,
0: I I saw the guy. I mean, in my eyes, Ward, I saw the guy getting up, and a third um,
3: time. And, I mean, a second time.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you, you and need, you I need would need to
3: go back and look at it again. I if I would That's be, true. Then I might agree with you.
0: And the other thing is, is that remember the uh, the background? You know, he could have easily by moving a foot or two uh, to his right, her left, put himself in a situation where she wouldn't have been able to take the shot. And then he would have been within range of those people. So and the he never followed the commands and dropped the knife. I mean, this is a non-compliant, this is a non-compliant bad guy that we're still doing. And no one's even addressed that. He's not following commands and he's already shown his intention that he wants to charge her or stab somebody. So I, I I, I just It think was it's a deadly point.
4: force situation. It was a deadly force situation. We don't shoot to wound, and that—that—that's it. I mean, I think that's the big thing. If their policy, if she's outside of policy, then fine, discipline her. But the fact—the fact is—is the fact is that it's a deadly force situation. It—you need to stop the bad guy, and unfortunately, that was him. So sorry for the family, but that's what it was.
3: It, except it was not a deadly force situation when it came to the fifth and sixth shots. It was with respect to the first and second shot, and I'll even concede the uh, third and fourth shot, although I'm not convinced it was deadly then, but I'll I'll give you that. But fifth and sixth, no way. And Chip, if it was such a big problem, why didn't she pump six rounds into her in the first instance, if the crowd was the problem?
0: Well, you have to be. See to the officer's Hold on,
1: hold
3: on. Look
1: at the distance. Remember, we've talked about this for months. The, The distance from the bad guy has an effect on the pace at which you shoot. The further away you are, you have to slow down in your shots. The closer you are, you can fast shoot, the faster you are. And there's no certain point. If I'm five feet away, I can unload and shoot as fast as I want to. At that distance, I would have done exactly what what she did. As a professional shooter, a firearms trainer, I would have I would have done what she did. Two methodical slow shots guaranteed to hit the bad guy. That's exactly what I would have done.
3: Well, then why not, after the third and fourth shot, why, why is there any need for a fifth and sixth shot if we're because going to do two medical shots at a time? Uh,
1: I, if, I, if I can believe, if I look at that and I think, wow, he's trying to get back up, isn't it possible that she was thinking, wow, he's trying to get back up? Isn't that possible?
3: No, because he was not trying to get back up absolutely was not how, to, okay he
4: was well if you look Lord, at him he's rolling roll he still he hasn't dropped there. the knife he still hasn't dropped it you there's there's so many different things that are going on there if you look how quickly those the fifth and sixth shots are if you look at how quickly those are he's still almost rolling fine if he's not getting up he's still in motion he has not dropped the knife you know i don't know how many of us have dealt with people that have been on spice or any other drug he didn't he didn't comply with those first two shots i have sat there and fought people that sat there and cut off their fingertips and they don't do what they're told because they're so high that they're going to continue to either fight you they're going to come after you with the knife they're going to shoot at that point you didn't listen to the first two this, if you look at the the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the shots are not that far apart. So again, if they have the, the if they if she has to, you know, reassess after three and four, fine, then discipline her for violating policy. But if you look at them, they're so close together, he's still rolling towards the ground. the the knife is not dropped. So again, I would say, based on my police training, that it was a deadly force situation. He has not dropped the knife, he has not complied, and she is justified in the shooting, a- aside from everything else she's got going on. you know That just makes it that much worse for her. But uh, from what it looks like, and from all the different videos and the scenarios and, and, and the call, it looks like it's a good shoot. I just, I, I don't see where it's not. If, if he was down on the ground, Ward, and what you're saying is he did not get back up, I, I agree with you. He wasn't completely down. He didn't try to get up again once he was down again, but he still has not dropped the knife. He's rolling towards the ground and th- she shot him almost consecutively. It was a very brief pause between um, four and five shot four and
0: five. Well, good content guys. All right. I got a couple minutes here, but we've got another one involving a knife building man that we're going to be covering as well. So let's get to this police one.com knife building man, Charges of Florida Leo, and he is shot uh, now. Video associated with this also. This is in Daytona Beach. So the man is shot by D- Daytona Beach police. This happened on uh, Thursday night after he charged an officer with a knife in his hand, and you can actually see this on the officer's body cam. The incident took place at 10 p.m. at a place called the Icon Apartments. Officers were advised there are two men arguing in the parking lot, and one man was later identified as 25-year-old Andrew Monsala, and. Uh, said that he he said that he was going to stab somebody. So an officer arrives on the scene, requests backup upon seeing uh, the aggressiveness of the situation and spawning what she determined to be a knife. So we've got another female police officer, multiple officers surround Mancilla, order him to get on the ground now he ignores the order of course charges one of the officers with the knife in the hand and it would be i believe it's the female that he charges the officers continue to order him to stand down one of them yells don't make me shoot you he continues to charge of course an officer standing next to mansilla deploys a taser now this says the taser hits him and he momentarily falls to the ground i'm telling you i heard a freaking gunshot and that's when he went down then i then i heard another round of gunshots mansilla stands up once again, he charges an officer who fires their gun three times, and he goes on the ground. In fact, it <laughs> he really goes down. mancilla is transported uh, to the uh, Halifax uh, Health Medical Center. He re- was in critical condition, at least when the article was written, so that's where we're at. Uh, Attorney Ward Mythal. Ward, you've really got 15 seconds before we uh, take a break. You'll see it flashing over my hand here, and then we'll get right back to it. Go ahead. First of all, Chip,
3: I'm with you. I assume that there was a a first shot to put him down i thought this is exactly what happened and i'm going to be the first to say here i thought this is a a textbook textbook situation right. well,
0: thank you ward hold that thought we're going to take another commercial break and we'll be right back Right, guys so now I want to tell you all about uh, some of the other options to watch our show now we are on radio and we're on 11 podcast format so if you go to our website at leoroundtable.com you'll see at the top of the screen our podcast options and so anchors one of the best way because that has all the options we're also being promoted by law enforcement today at law and they're promoting the you know the podcast but what a great way to watch us we have an RSS feed we're on Apple and uh, Spotify. Now, we're on the Boss Hog Radio Network. That's terrestrial radio. It's on the east side of Tampa. So we're in uh, Bushnell, Lakeland, Plant City, Winter Haven, and Avon Park. On those five stations, there's 4 AMs and 1 FM. And we're also on the Cutting Edge Radio Network. And they have the Good Talk Radio. That's internet radio. So we've got all that covered. It makes for a great way to watch a show. And also, we're on Cutting Edge TV. We're on Roku now. We'll have uh, information about that under the videos if you want to check us out on Roku Television.